The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcuts being informed. In this episode of Squiz Shortcuts, we're going to talk about daylight saving time, the biannual turn your clocks back, turn your clocks forward that's used around the world to catch some extra sunlight in the evenings. Turns out there's a long history of people messing with time. In this episode, we'll get you across the reasons it came about in the first place and the great daylight saving debate here in Australia. Squiz Shortcuts is your shortcut to more than the headlines. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. There was a few who dabbled with the idea of daylight saving time. Apparently, Benjamin Franklin thought it would be an idea. And in fact, the town of Port Arthur in Ontario, Canada, actually did it with other Canadian towns following suit. But it's British builder William Willett, who is also, fun fact, the great-great-grandfather of Coldplay frontman Chris Martin, that's widely recognised Claire for being the driving force behind daylight saving time. He was the one who really put it on the map in Britain. He was quite an outdoorsman. He rode horses in the morning and quite enjoyed that. He also liked a bit of golf at the end of the day. And his proposal was embraced by some leading men of the era, including Winston Churchill. A bill was ultimately put to the parliament, but it was not back in 1908. So the concept didn't really then gain worldwide attention until Germany introduced daylight saving time during World War One. What was the thinking behind it being used in war times? Very, very practical reasons. Conserving coal during World War One mm-hmm. was a, a main issue. Having some more daylight at the end of the day meant fewer hours where homes needed to burn coal and heat their homes before bedtime. So it was such a cracking idea that Britain and most of its allies soon followed suit. Whilst many of those countries who adopted it during the First World War repealed the practice. The concept eventually regained traction. Let's have a look now at how far and wide this idea has spread. Too many countries to list observe daylight saving time now. So by region, as you would expect, countries on the equator don't bother as the hours of sunlight doesn't fluctuate much. On the other hand, regions with higher latitudes such as Iceland and Alaska also don't bother with it because the sunlight hours vary way too much in different seasons that manipulating the clocks really makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. So who does use it? About 70 nations observe daylight saving time. Most areas in Europe and North America observe it. Areas, though, in Africa and Asia really don't. It's a bit mixed in South America due to its proximity to the equator. And then when you get into sort of our part of the world, New Zealand observe it, but most other sort of oceanic countries don't. And it was interesting to read when we were doing our research on this that some countries like Argentina, Morocco, Malaysia and Singapore have actually permanently messed with time. Yeah, they've shifted to permanent daylight saving time. That's when the clocks are permanently switched to those summer hours all year round. This is done mainly so that they can enjoy the benefits of having that extra daylight hour in the evenings during summer and then they just decide that they don't want to disrupt it. How bizarre not to be ever on real time. (laughs) Oh, time. Living on the edge. Don't overthink it. Here in Australia, many states do, as you put it, disrupt time twice a year. Let's have a look at the great Australian daylight saving debate. In Australia, daylight saving time is a matter for each individual state and territory. It was 1968 when Tasmania became the first state since the war to practice daylight saving. In 1971, New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland and South Australia and the ACT followed suit. Western Australia and the Northern Territory did not. 
So the reason in a lot of those states to not adopt daylight saving time isn't because the curtains will fade, it's because of the impact on the farming community. They're really at the whim of the sun going up and the sun going down and how that affects their workday. Also others in nighttime industry, so we're talking about entertainment, bars, restaurants, those sorts of things, they get a lot of their business after dark, Mm. of course. They tend to oppose daylight saving time. No one wants to go clubbing in the day. No, not. Do they? I don't want to go clubbing at all. Yeah, I don't want to go clubbing at all. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, parents have issues with, you know, the struggle of getting kids to bed while the sun is still up. Oh, I remember that when I was a kid. Those who support it, of course, say daylight saving saves energy. It encourages people to get outside in the evenings, particularly during that summer period. Also, on a safety score, they say it decreases the occurrence of robbery and sexual assaults. So, you know, whether you're in sport, tourism, retail, other industries like that also support that extra bit of sunlight in the evening. It's worth talking about Queensland in particular. They're a state who's been quite fickle with the issue. They first adopted it, as I said, in 1971, and then they abolished it a year later. They reintroduced it as a three-year trial in the late 80s. And then in 1992, a referendum on the issue was resolved in favour of abolishing with over 54% of the vote. So with that, right now, Queensland, the Northern Territory and WA don't have daylight saving time, which means there's a good chunk of people, Claire, who live on the borders of these states who have to pick a time zone at certain times of the year. I noticed when I googled daylight saving time, the Tweed Heads Daily News came up a lot in search results and no wonder. As it's on the border of New South Wales and Queensland, the poor people there are straddling a time zone for half the year. The Gold Coast Bulletin, of course, is the other one where this is an issue that's dominated inches of print for years Mm -hmm. and years and years about how they manage that issue on the border. That area, of course, has a really sizable population. They work and socialise across the border regularly. You can imagine for business owners there, it's a real nightmare when you're trying to work out schedules. There's hilarious stories of people that wear two watches. Uh, A couple of years ago, the Gold Coast Bulletin also set up a free daylight savings counselling service where they went to the beachfront, all very tongue-in-cheek, but it's a real thing for people there. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit laughable but it's um, when we're talking about a service for it, but it would be very annoying. So we're putting this episode out in October. Everyone, you will lose an hour's sleep in October. And in April, we get another glorious 60 minutes under the covers. And that's just one of the gifts of the world when you get to that other end of daylight saving and you get that extra hour sleep. is fantastic. And that's your shortcut to daylight savings time. One of the things we do in each episode of Squiz Shortcuts is give you a recommendation on some further reading, listening, watching. Claire, I found a funny clip from a comedian, John Oliver. It's called Daylight Saving. Why is this still a thing? It sums (laughs) up one side of the debate very well. Love John Oliver. That'll be great. I found an article, you know, Ariana Huffington, not Mm. Ariana Grande, Mm. Ariana Huffington. She's got a health-focused business these days called Thrive Global. Oh, great idea. And one of its pillars is around sleep. She is really an advocate for good sleep being something that's very crucial to health. And there's a fantastic article there about what to do if making that switch over to daylight saving time is an issue for you. Yeah, I actually was going to include something from the Sleep Foundation, but that really covers it. Or you could just start work like we do at 4am and it doesn't really make any difference. (laughs) That's the other suggestion. That's true. (laughs) 
There you go. There's an idea for everyone. Yeah, we're always helpful. Yeah. Thank you for having a listen to our shortcut on daylight saving time. We hope you enjoy these shortcuts and we encourage you to send through your suggestions. We've had a number of good ones already, which we're working on. And finally, if you're new to The Squiz, we also have a daily news podcast called The Squiz Today, which in around eight minutes will get you across the day's headlines. That drops at 6am each weekday, hence the early morning start. And also a daily email if reading is your thing. You can subscribe to both of those via our website, thesqueeze.com.au. Thanks again. Until next time.